Round one, go. I'm touching my face. I'm touching my... I can't stop touching my face, and I don't know where that face has been, so I need to stop touching that face. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. Now, you know, Doug... Um, when we were growing up, it was always stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself, but now stop touching yourself. <laughs> stop touching your face. My wife was yelling at me, they stop touching your face. It's grossing me out. I'm like, and then she was touching her face. So I got to do it to her. And it's hard. I mean, it is go hard. Again. It's hard not to touch your face. Well, when um, you try not to do something, oftentimes you do it. I think there's a scripture verse about that, right? I do the things I don't want to do. I don't do the yeah. things I want to. Right. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Um, and, uh, you know, I, th- so the other thing is we're not supposed to touch dirty money anymore. Uh, most places are wanting to only accept credit and debit card. And uh, so that's interesting because we, we saw that coming back in the Left Behind movies, right? Where yes. we stop, we get the cashless society going on. Well, there's always, there's this move, it has been for years to go to a cashless society. That's has, this, you know, movies, sci-fi, dystopian, whatever. But there's still some real, real move that way from a, from a, a world um, perspective. So, well, there was some uh, yeah. in this uh, bill, I know we're uh, this uh, uh, $2 trillion uh, yep. slush bailout thing, which I'm sure we'll talk about here more. Yep. They initially had a, uh, an, an American cryptocurrency in there, so uh, which caused Bitcoin to take a big dive. And uh, so there was a, uh, uh, that did get stripped out, thank God. They did not strip out the 350 million uh, for undocumented, what we used to call illegal aliens. Uh, Correct. 350 million, 350 million, that's a dollar for every American. Yes, all it is. Our, all every American, well, I don't know. If you count every uh, legal every, American, every yeah. legal American, well, it's probably a dollar and a quarter, dollar and ten or something. But um, yeah, that's a lot of dough. That's a lot of well, dough. Now, tell me this, since you probably read it more recently than I have, do they still leave in the funding for Planned Parenthood in the COVID nineteen two trillion dollar slush fund, basically coming out? I huh? wish I knew. I, it's still, you know, cause they kind of, they, I know they stripped some things out. They brought some things down, but they still left some, you know, they still have some bad stuff in there. It's yeah. I know. I guess we're going to go there now and welcome to the show. I hope everybody's enjoying <laughs> it, Doug um, and Marty versus, their time, um, you know, versus the, the, the slush fund. I mean the trill, the bailout. Doug and Marty bottom, bailout. bottom line is I know this is the first week for many people to be in this shutdown for the state. Yeah. Some people are essential services, some, especially uh, parts of Eastern Washington involved in energy and, and environment. You are essential. You're out there. You're working. Nothing's changed. For me, I work from home a lot, so this is not that much different. But for a lot of people, you know, with kids home, no school, this, is, this has been a trial. It's definitely drawing people closer to God. And you, as you were saying off the air, yeah. you've had an opportunity to use um, technology to pray more to engage with people more. I, I've had so far this week, uh, three online prayer meetings where, you know, um, and there was people in them, lots of people. I mean, there was, you know, minimum of five, maybe maximum of 20 people. And, um, and then our church, I have a, a church that, that runs about 5,500 on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. They had 10,000 people 
watching church online this last week. Ten thousand. So our church literally doubled in size. Take that devil. Wow. Why that, is that? Because God. people yeah. are afraid. People are looking for something. I read in the Bible this morning, Marty, something that just like hit me between the eyes. It said how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who come preaching the good news. And I never noticed that before. You know, we've been preaching seven mountains for right. how many years? Four, five, right. six years. And, and God's saying, now's the time to go to all those seven mountains and bear and bring the good news. Isn't that amazing? Amen. That's and amazing. Shut, and he's got the whole world attention. Exactly got right. Attention right now. I've seen posts. And of course, many of our listeners have a, as well, no sports, no activities. We're all home together. Families are gathering together for the first time in many times for a long time. And that we don't have the excuses. And I just so, found out I have five kids. It's uh, there you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one too, where it says this lady, I've met her on my couch. Apparently she's my wife. She's really nice. Right. I you know? <laughs> found this person. Didn't even know they were there on Sunday when I was watching NFL or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. But, and yet, so there's a lightness to it. At the same time, I know people are worried. I know that the economy's um, bouncing around with the stock market and so forth. And, you know, so we have this politicization. We're going to talk about the slush fund, the $2 trillion Payout. And I know the idea here was to shore up the economy. The idea that we are through fear, the stock market was crashing, people's savings were going out, people were losing their jobs in this robust economy because we don't know. The unknown is the scary part of anything, right? Yeah, and well, so, you know, it's not two trillion, right? You know, it's actually six trillion. Well, th not, there you go. Because uh, the Fed, which is the, the national bank, you mm -hmm. know, which is privately owned, Right. It said it's going to buy $4 trillion in uh, stocks, bonds, assets, market yes. assets. Yes. Uh, now, I, 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 let me just make a point here. What happens when they buy all this stuff on the cheap? And it yeah. goes crazy when this thing's over. Could this be God's way of paying off the national debt? Holy that would be, cow. Think about it. That would it. be tremendous. If, if I had $4 trillion dollars to invest in the stock market right now, Marty, I would do it. I know. I would I do it because that stock market already started to come back, right? Yeah. Got out of bear. It's into bull again. And we should uh, get our friend Paul on here. Obviously he talks about any loss. Uh, it's harder to make up. But the idea here is, yeah, there's a record gain the other day. Uh, in history. 31, 1931 or something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. But what I was saying is there's, there's, okay, it's natural to have this fear, but it's great that you know that you have a savior, that you have family, that you're around, that, you know, during this time, it's going to get better. And so my point is, is even in the midst of this, you, you've seen a local Seattle public radio saying, we're not going to broadcast Trump's updates anymore because he's given us false information. And what he's saying is we could try this or we could try that. And, he, and they're saying, uh, many of the newspapers around the nation said he's given false hope. That is no false hope. The idea are supposed to be hopeful. You want a leader of any level, whether you're mayor or your governor or your president, to be hopeful, to give you the facts, but say, we're going to get through this together. Every leader throughout our history that we look back on, whether it be Eisenhower or Reagan or, or Lincoln, they were inspirational. They were about uniting the nation. They were about saying, we're in this together, but we will overcome. We will survive. Even if you're a movie buff, which I love Independence Day, the sci-fi spoof, right, by aliens, and Bill Pullman, who's the president there, says, starts talking about 
this day will go down, you know, we, uh, our survival, we will do it together. I, I just love that. The idea is we are, we, we, and I just don't understand, even from a political perspective, why you would go as too much hope. We don't want hope, right? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, right? Uh, yeah, and the Bible says hope doesn't disappoint. Right. But hope deferred makes the heart sick. So the Bible says that too. So there's a couple of hope things that kind of, you know, kind of on the surface. Be, I would rather somebody have somebody optimistic. Trump's approval ratings continue to go up and to soar and to, you know, and then every time that other dude, that the senile old fart, uh, can I say fart on the radio? Uh, I think you just did. <laughs> Joe, Joe Bidden, Bidden, whatever his yep. name is. Anyways, every time he gets on there, he, he forgets what he's going to say and has to wave for them to cut, you know, because he, you know, never give Joe a live stream. Just, just produce the video. You've got right. all this downtime. He can't if, campaign. If our listeners haven't seen it, um, he did a basically a live stream thing like a Zoom, and there was some technical difficulty. We'll give it to him, but he was cl- clearly did not worry, <laughs> know where he was. Uh, it just was. He had a bad day, but it's not just Doug one and Mark, bad We day. work without a teleprompter. Okay, there you go. I've worked with a teleprompter, but if the teleprompter quit working, I think I would at least be able to carry on a you know a coherent conversation. Uh, yes. Come up with something. Uh, uh, and not forget yeah. that I'm running for president. Uh, you know. No kidding. And so, I mean, I actually uh, would think we should pray for Joe Biden. Obviously. I do too. He you know, um, I'm worried about him, honestly. I don't, I mean, obviously, I don't want him to be president because we have a good president. Um, but this is a time, as we're saying in the beginning, there's a time where it's unrest. People are unsure. It's a great time to draw closer, to pray to have confidence, to knowing that God's got this. God is doing something here. We think it's going to be fantastic. It's going to bring us out of here stronger than ever. We're going to draw more people to the Lord. Salvations, you know, even last week, I think there was 400 in, in, in our church alone that gave their life to the Lord. That's amazing. When it says all of heaven rejoices when one person uh, receives the Lord as Savior. So think about this. Like you said, your church doubling in size, you know, so these are all positive things. Those are hopeful things, knowing that in the next two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it may be, um, that things will be restored and they will be stronger than ever. It's what Trump's been saying, too. Stronger than ever. I, you know, um, yeah, but I think different. I think smarter. I think better. I think America's going to be cleaner. I think we're going to wash our hands more. I think we're going to stop shaking hands. I think we're going to start you know, using Perelmore or whatever, you know, hand sanitizer or whatever we got, we're going to be, we're going to be safer. We're going to bring home these industries, right? These strategic industries. When you've got 99.7% of your medications being made overseas, Mm -hmm. that is a strategic disadvantage. You know, as we uh, we're coming up, I agree a hundred percent. The small businesses around here, they're trying to just keep the doors open, do mm-hmm. what's right for their employees and so forth uh, are fantastic. But the small businesses that, that basically changed their entire operation to make masks or make like uh, like sanitizer. We have a local like uh, a brewer distillery around here, you know, heritage, they do bourbon and whiskey and whatever. They're making sanitizer. I mean, that's just, that right there, yeah, first of all, smart, but second of all is how great that is, that we are all in this together, that our small businesses that are employing people are saying, hey, there's a need here. We can help out. Let's change the way we do things and make this. It's like back in the world, world War II, right? 
auto factories into, into military factories. It makes sense. So it's um, amazing how fast, you know, Tesla started making uh, ventilators and whatever, how mm-hmm. quickly they were able to retool. And that's a sign of the industry that you have, you know, here. And so we need to have the same, that same uh, urgency and that same sense of purpose and bring our medicine back here, right? Our, right. our antibiotics and, and prescriptions and, you know, these things. Um, that, that right there is key. I know we're coming up on a break, but we'll talk more after. after for a while. We've got, well, we got time. Okay. The idea of medicine here, you're exactly right about bringing it back to America. But even in this case where they're working on the, um, the virus, on the vaccine, it's usually a long time. We're talking years and millions and millions and millions of dollars. They're shortening that. Some of the things Trump's doing and the administration's doing and the, and the private-public partnerships it's amazing. This will change the drug industry forever going forward. Yeah. You know, we've been talking about for years how in Canada you can do it. And Canada's a socialist part medicine, you know, partially. But they can do it half the amount of money and half the time. And it's, it's doing the same type of test. If we could shorten that window but still do the same level using private partnerships with public, it's going to be better, lower costs, better medicine, and it's going to be locally made. I think it's fantastic. And... We need to listen to Marty because he used to be in the healthcare industry before he became a real estate mogul and a media superstar. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Be right back. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. This is Claire. Claire has a great business, and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details, from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. All right, two bells and all is well. I just saw Marty touch his face twice. I am handing him the Purell. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, fully more than six feet away from my brother Doug on the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Doug and Marty versus the world. Now, I need about 12 feet, bro. Yeah. Inquiring Where's moms. the 10? Somebody give me a 10-foot pole. Right. Touch you with a 10-foot. <laughs> Isn't that what they used to say? Yep. So, you know, we were, t- before we went to the commercial break, we were talking about bringing strategic industry back home. And you're seeing um, Senator Marco Rubio, you're seeing the president talk about this too. He was talking about it before with the crisis, right? With the steel, right. like getting slapped right. on the, you know, the cheap, you know, junky, not very good steel that we've been getting from China and other countries. And now our steel industry is roaring because this is, you know, before that, the, the strategic advantage that we have being energy independent, Mm -hmm. right? These are things. So we need to be medicinally independent. 
We need to be industrially independent of the world. You know, independence and nations, that's, that's God-ordained, right? God made the nations. He made us to be different and unique. And what I love about America is that, that melting pot. You know, to me, America, I know America's like, not like the New Jerusalem or something like that, but, but I've always been amazed at the way every tribe, every nation, every tongue you know, and that's what he talks about with uh, Revelation, right? Mm-hmm. He says uh, every tribe, every nation, every tongue worshiping God around the throne. And so that's been, really has been our strength. But the idea of it, of that we, we all get in line with each other and we, mm-hmm. we stop being divided. So when they say diversity is our strength, yeah, kind of, because it, it, it's, it's godly. My yeah. house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, right? right. When but, you, but the whole idea, with your point, the melting pot literally is to bring the best of all cultures and, and become something new, becomes American. The only nation in the world where you can go to this nation and simply by being here, you're, you're made a part of it. You become American. You don't go to Spain and become Spanish. You don't go to Canada and become Canadian. It's a different uh, blend. And, and the last 20 or 30 years, there's been a uh, push against this melting idea. The idea that we need to be remain distinct in um, um, different and set apart. And then we have more battles, right? We have more uh, friction because we're not united around one united purpose, right? One nation under God. The fact that we can all be free, we can all exercise uh, and bring with us our, our traditions and, and beliefs and, and values from other words, but we adopt the law, the, the, what we have agreed to, right? The common good here in America. And we're seeing less and less of that. And that's, that's why some of the issues like illegal immigration is a big issue because we're, we're not saying, you know, come in, we're saying come in the right way so you can assimilate in a way that we can be one nation. So you can receive and give and be part of something that's greater than yourself versus now we have, you know, this massive intrusion where no, we have oh, no go zones, only Muslim neighborhoods, only, um, this now only Somali neighborhoods, only um, you know Asian neighborhoods for that matter. It's like, well, okay, no, this isn't the that's idea. Like, that's here. like gang stuff right there. That's true. Exactly right, right. right? And so then you have um, then you bring in like Sharia law. You bring in things like uh, where you're still doing the old way of paying for protection in, in Asian community. I know it still exists, but the, the it, it goes and flies in the face of the idea of a melting pot. So to your point, there's a richness when we come together. That we we maintain uh, what well, our uniqueness, but we also add it to the whole, and so the the stew gets better because we have we're all investing in something we believe in, uh, versus you know trying to all do our own thing, and so um, it there is this I think there's a a desire or a need in many ways to recapture that recapture our our worship recapture our purpose, recapture our divine destiny, but recapture the fact that we all, like you said, we're in this together. We all, you know, we come from different places, and yet we have a purpose and a destiny here in America. And, and I believe that um, our diversity um, is God-given, right? I mean, men and women are different, and I'm glad. You know, I'm glad my wife and I aren't the same, right? And there's a, there's a strength in it. There's, you know, she's got that soft and, you know, can't understand it side. And I've got the, you know, I've got the logical, you know, I'm, you know, strong. I'm like, you know, okay. I don't know. I didn't even know how to describe it, but I'm just saying it's, it's, it's really awesome. And it makes for a great marriage. Right. And it does. And, and a great team, you know, you have team, you have people that, that like to do 
accounting and like numbers and math and stuff like that. And then you have creative people, right? They I've come up with I've, ideas. And then you, yes. come up, you have you have people that are like breakthrough people, right? Apostolic, mm -hmm. that type right. of thing. So I, this I've idea this. of a team mm -hmm. is is really that's a God idea, right? But Amen. the idea that I have to keep my my ident my identity and I'm going to keep all of us, you know, breakthrough apostolic guys over here. And don't you guys talk to us because you guys, you know, your, your bookkeeping thing is messing with our creative. And we don't like that, right? And so what, what, what happens at? Company goes belly up, right? You have, you right. have a problem. Same thing with a nation. You know, look at, look at um, you know, uh, is, it, is it Boston and, and stuff where they have the St. Patrick, you know, these guys have not been to Ireland. They haven't, nobody's been right, to right. Ireland and their family for 100 years. But they're Irish. They're Irish here, you know, yet right. they're American, right? right. And I, I, there's this thing up here in Seattle every year that I, I try to go up to, and it's a big, you know, it's a big Mexican festival. And mm -hmm. the food is amazing. And the culture and all that mm -hmm. stuff, it's, it's wonderful. They're Americans. They're Americans. But they're exactly celebrating right. their culture, right? And, right. Uh, you know, I don't have a culture, so I just go to the 4th of July and, you know, shoot off fireworks and, you know, eat lots and lots of potato salad. That's kind of my thing. <laughs> your thing? Yeah. You do it well, I, right? My family wasn't raised like that, right? So I right. appreciate it. When I go, you know, when I go into uh, Chinatown in Seattle and have all this great food, you and I've had many great meals mm -hmm. in Chinatown, right? We appreciate the culture, but you know what? They don't, they're Americans, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're welcome there. And uh, so this- it, Two things I about think that when too. You divide, when you use yeah. anything to bring division- you are doing the devil's work. The devil exactly right. The word of God says that house divided will fall. You know, together, united, our uniqueness. God's always told me, and I've said it in scripture, I've said it before too, that, you know, if God's made me a certain way, I'm strong in certain things. There are things I'm weak in. He will surround me with those people that are strong in those things. That's where we rely on one another. Shield to shield, right? Our shoulder to shoulder. God, we partner with us. We makes us better. You know, so we provide what we've been gifted with. Our strengths, you know, makes our part of the wall strong. You know, and it's, just, it's and to your point, you would never marry yourself, but you couldn't stand yourself, right? You're only one of you, you know, only one of me. Feeling and so, so good, I want to jump back and kiss myself. Right. <laughs> that was a song from. Well, it. Yeah. Okay. Who's that? Who's the, the, the Godfather of Soul? What's his name? Uh, James. Uh, James Brown. James Brown. I'm feeling so good. Yeah. I'm jump back and kiss myself. That's right. So, <laughs> oh, jump back and kiss myself. All right. So, I feel you good. Know, you, I, look, I don't hate myself. I, I'm, I'm thankful right. for God. Right. I'm thankful for the gifts I have. But I recognize, like, in our relationship, our friendship, our, our partnership with the radio, you have gifts. You have things that I don't have. You have stuff that, that I can't do. And you have a perspective that I, that I need, right? And I have, and so there's a complimentary there, right? I'm not trying Correct. to make you, yep. I'm not, I don't want you to be me. And, you know, I, I know right. sometimes people have contacted you and said, can't you control your co-host? And you're like, uh, what? <laughs> Say what? No. I'm, not his, I'm not his dad. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it's my co-host. You know, but, but the uniqueness, like you said, <laughs> even the chemistry goes along because we are different. And that because we got there, there are different strengths where you can work together and synergy is powerful. So I think that's another thing too, is and just back to politics here. As when you see an administration, you know, one of, the, one of the knocks on Trump was his administration turned over a lot. It took him a while to find the right people that synergize with him. 
what he's got around him right now, dealing with this crisis right now, is the perfect people in the right place working together. And you mentioned this on a previous show. He's really good at, at uh, appointing or uh, uh, selecting the right person for the job and not having to do everything himself. The lesson for all of us to learn is we don't aren't supposed to do it all for ourselves, but we are to look for those that are strong in those areas that we can delegate or work with for those areas where we're weak in. So, fantastic. It's a, it's a corporate mentality. Yeah. Um, you know, I was down in Vancouver, Washington, and they opened a brand new Best Buy store right on Highway 99. And I went by a little while later, and that thing was closed. And that's, you know, that's courage. Mm-hmm. You know, it costs them millions of dollars to build that store, to put the inventory in that store, to hire people. That thing was not profitable, and they closed it. Just right. like that, within a year, that thing was gone. They, they've got a model that says, you know what? We're not going to continue to throw good money after bad. We right. picked some, for some reason, it wasn't good. And that's a Donald Trump mentality. He'll bring somebody in and he'll try them out. And if they're not working out, bye-bye. I don't, I'm not going to be wedded to my, and so they might, well, he's indecisive. No, he's very decisive. Yep. And he's doing things the right way because somebody may look good. Uh, I know I've been a business owner for many years and sometimes you hire people and you're like, what did I do? I got took the resume. This is not the same person. They interviewed well, but they didn't show up on what they were on paper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you make that decision. It's tough. Nobody likes it, but um, you know, you're not doing them a favor by keeping them. They're not, they're a, they're a round peg in a square hole or whatever square peg in a round hole. However, the saying goes anyway, they don't fit. Right. Right. And if I keep them, I'm keeping them from their destiny. I'm keeping them from the predestination of God. There's some place out there where they're going to be perfect, even if it is on the couch in their parents' basement. There you go. They're going to be perfect (laughs) there. And I don't want to keep them from that. Xbox is calling them. Calling with a loud voice. Or it may just be that, you know, that they really you know, they, you know, in my business, right. I make commercials right. and stuff. Right. I, it seems very glamorous, right. But mm-hmm. it's hard work. It's right. grueling deadline driven. It wears overalls. And looks like work, right? It's not glamorous. <laughs> it's cool to see your stuff on TV, but man, that was a ton of work, right. To make exactly it look right. good. Right. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying, brother, that so, the turnover in the, in the, in the administration is good and it shows, in my opinion, as a corporate person, as a leadership person, you, you're you in a corporate world too, mm-hmm. that shows leadership. You yep. allow- making, Not pull, waiting too long to make a decision. Evaluating, making a decision and moving on and living with the consequence, owning up to the consequences of your decision, right? Making a choice. Okay, is it going to make it or not going to make it? We're going to take a risk. Uh, you know, here it is. So I know many of our business owners out there do this on a daily basis, but it is a skill. It's a gift. It's something we need. It's also something all of us can learn from, whether in our personal lives, our political lives, our business, whatever, is the quicker you deal with something. I told my wife this too. Um, the higher you go up in management is dependent on how well you solve problems, how well you help other people with their problems. And so it, get, it doesn't get easier. It gets harder, but it's a gift being able to make decisions decisively, quickly, and rightly. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty versus the world.
When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. This is Claire. Claire has a great business, and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details, from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. There we go. Three bells and I don't smell, but I've got coronavirus, so I can't tell. No, just kidding. Uh, this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon still being funny on uh, Doug and Marty versus the world. I almost said eyes on Washington, by the way. Did you know that yes. one of the symptoms of coronavirus is loss of smell? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, um, you know, it, it, I don't think it hurts for us to, to understand mm-hmm. about that, um, but the coronavirus itself is in in most cases is a not fatal in you know the great number of cases 99% or 99 98 and a half percent it's not fatal and um but yet at the same time if you have it you don't want to spread it around and things like that so it doesn't hurt right. us to be to be wise and, and to, well I think the biggest thing is they're worried about how contagious it is and what and how can we blunt a curve? We don't even know what the true facts are. And so they see the totals going up. It's still, as Trump said, is nowhere near what the flu is, but we know the flu. We're, yeah. so we're familiar with the flu. We understand people die. We understand it affects people with a depressed immune system. We understand it affects older people. We understand this is acting similar to that, but we don't know yet because we've never had this one and this version before. So I think once I, we get- I heard a medical authority today say something that I found very interesting. What's they, that? that? It's not, it's not um, mutating. It's staying stable. Wow. They keep testing. It's staying stable. That's very unusual. It's very. another reason why they think it's engineered. That This is a, an engineered virus. Mm. They, they think this is a bioweapon. There's still people that, you know, I right. got to get my tinfoil hat on here. But, you know, um, very okay. possible. Very, right. very possible. And it's, and it's a sign that, that it is because an engineered an engineered uh, bioweapon type of a virus would not have that ability right. to mutate because it, right. they put it into a certain DNA a certain way, and that's the way it is. And so that makes it very good, uh, a very uh, solid, um, you know, vaccine. Factor that could be uh, predictable that you can release very into a population yes. uh, and targeted. So, which is, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's amazing when it comes to these type of things, not just being tinfoil hat, but we don't usually find out the full truth. We find out portions of the truth 
And we have a bunch of different news organizations around the world, lots of information flying our way. But truth, truth, you know, we know there's Jesus, but truth is hard to find. And that's really uh, where people, they just want to know, okay, am I safe? My family's safe? Okay, we're doing this. Um, This whole um, statewide shutdown seems severe, but okay, people are being safe. Jobs are being lost. Okay, but people are being safe. And so then you have this, this national thing where you talked about earlier about good money after bad. This idea was floated about you know, a payroll tax deduction. They didn't want that. It was Trump. It would have been a big boom for a lot of uh, employees and people across the nation. So they talked about giving a personal check to those that make under 90000 and, you know, like 2500 a couple and plus 500 a kid. And, th- and the stock market responded. And of course, they're fighting over and, and they're being politicized by it. But but how do you go from wanting to give, let's say, three thousand bucks per family, to that that now makes up about five hundred billion of the two trillion dollar sort of aid package? You know, how does it go four times as much? <laughs> you know, it just that that's when people look at politics and look at uh, this whole thing. That's part of the issue. You know, that should be a red light. Like, no, well, there's even twenty five percent pork in there. Yeah, even in the midst of this. Um, politics gets in a way where this is four times the cost it should be. Uh, and what we really want to do is stimulate the economy and help people that are out of work, help people that are being affected by the safety factors, by the cure, right? The, the governmental cure is now, as Trump said, is almost worse than the, the uh, virus, right? Because it's hurting the economies and families and futures and that kind of stuff. And they want to fix that. Well, they're fixing it in a way that now puts a lot more burden on our kids and grandkids and even more debt. Like you said, God may use this in a way to pay off the debt, which would be fantastic. But in the short term, the in, whether intentional or not, and, I, and lately I think it's intentional, you know, we're going, we're going to go to 22 or $24 trillion in debt. I mean, just that it's mind boggling to me. I think in, in some ways, there's got to be a cry out from people. I guess people want money. We, we have to get past this crisis right now, which I believe we will, and, and soon, and the economy will, res- will respond. we got to have some fiscal accountability from our, uh, from our national and state level. We've got to rein it in because it's the burden on the people's back. The same people that they supposedly want to help right now are the same people that are going to be hurt by it in the short, midterm, and the long term. Don't you think? Yeah. I, you know, when you, when you put it in perspective, um, the, the national uh, annual budget for the United States of America is about 4.7 trillion. So a 2.2 trillion, uh, you know, package, which has never been happened, never happened before in the history of America, right? So we're, we're mm-hmm. in historic times. We never had America shut down before, states shut down like this. This is first time ever. And um, so we're, you know, we're, we're seeing there's, there's a huge upheaval, but to borrow, you know, they're, they're already borrow a trillion, they're, right. they're trillion short. So they're, they have, they're taking in 3.7 trillion on a 4.7 trillion budget, right? That's what, mm-hmm. that's what the tax revenue versus what they have to borrow. So they're not going to be able, that 3.7 or 4.7 trillion isn't going away. So that would make this year's budget 6 trillion, mm-hmm. right? So six, seven, seven trillion, six, uh, be 6.9 trillion, which is a lot of trillions. That's a lot and, of trillions. <laughs> and, um, 
and so this is, you know, this is astonishing to me. I think I want to just make one thing really, really clear to our listeners. The federal government is not God. They Amen. don't have Amen. unlimited resources. You know, they're going to send everybody, you know, my wife and I, and I have one child left. It's 2,900 bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like not even one of our paychecks, you know? So why are we doing that? It's like, you know what? Give I don't it to the people that are out of I don't work. need your 2,900 bucks. Right. Right. And no, they're giving it to this. people that, that make 90,000 yeah. and less. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just saying there's a, there's a, you know, I don't know. It's like a, they figure most Americans are spendthrifts, right? They'll take mm-hmm. the money and they'll go out and they'll buy stuff. They'll buy, they'll put it down mm-hmm. on a car. They'll buy a refrigerator. They'll get a TV. They'll, they'll buy stuff. They'll go get some clothes. They'll, you know, all this stuff. And that, and so I see what they're doing, right? I see what they're doing. My wife and I, we already discussed it. We're buying stock. <laughs> right. There we go. Reinvest in it, right? Stock. So it grows. It's cheap right now, right? I get that check. You know, if the stock market goes back up to 2,700, I'm not. If it stays down where it is right now at 22, yeah, I'm buying some stock, baby, because I know it's going to go back to 2,700. Right? Now, so, I'm going to say I'm, something here, and this is not a challenge to Governor Inslee, because we know he will take it uh, about more taxes. But our two-year budget for the entire state of Washington, 7 million people, is just about $50 billion for two years, $25 billion a year, which is insane to me, by the way, because it was like $35 billion just a few years ago. But- 50 billion. So you take the same amount at the, at the national level, that would be a, that would be a $25 billion sort of like um, increase at, for the Americans. So you take $25 billion and spread it out over 7 million people. That's a whole lot of money, right? And yet you're talking about two to 3,000 for our family. All that money's being used somewhere, right? Like pet projects. We saw on the national level where this, the Kennedy Center is being remodeled. They've got money. We know a one a one version had uh, $450 million for Planned Parenthood, which is absolutely a travesty, right? You have um, just on and on and all these pet projects. Like you said, pork. But pork's in those deals where you get a $10 billion thing for a plane. I get that, right? There's always going to be some kind of like, I bring home the bacon like Norm Dix or whatever, right? But when you're talking about the safety of Americans, about restoring the economy, about actually putting money back in the pockets of taxpayers, and you take three quarters of it for your own projects, including giving a raise to those that are serving in Congress, that's wrong. And I think people, and obviously we keep on saying November, remember, 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 vote. But if we don't have 100% turnout of all conservative Christian voters in this, in this nation this time, it's a travesty. Here's our opportunity. We do not, this is not right. I'm just saying. Well, the, uh, so many of people have said they're going to vote straight. R. I talked to, I told you this the other day when mm-hmm. you and I were chatting on the phone. I was like, a friend of mine says, I've been a moderate my whole life. I go down the ticket, look at who I think is the best. I don't care about the party. I'm voting for the person. He said, I've changed my mind. I'm voting R all the way down the ticket. I'm so, he was so upset about what happened with this, this stimulus thing and just the difference that the cavalier, you know, the Democrats forever have been coming off as we're the party of compassion and we care about people and all this stuff. And now they're seeing for what they are. They are power hungry. They are greedy. They are, they're filthy lucre. They love it. And 
the Republicans are seen that with Donald Trump of loving Americans, wanting to help Americans, and we are taking, and you know what? We haven't changed. Right. We haven't changed. We've been like this the whole time. Republicans are the ones that give way more money to charity. Conservative Christians give to charity, right? They, they, they are generous people. Republicans are generous people. We don't take other people's money and give it to, to, to charity. We give our own money. Mm-hmm. We take it from our own income and give to charity, right? And we give our, we volunteer, we give our time. It's time for people to recognize which party they're in. Exactly yeah. right. I, I had a Christian friend of mine who uh, happens to be a Democrat, which I know. Um, but he said, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're Republican. I said, look, you have to look at the fruit. I understand that there's a two-party system here. Um, but when you look at history, the Republican Party was formed to, to defeat and remove slavery. The Republican Party fought against Jim Crow. The Republican Party was for women's rights and voting. The Republican Party throughout the history has things that uh, led to freedom. Republican Party right now currently is the only party that stands on in their platform and defends life and marriage and traditional values. So if you are a Bible-believing Christian if, and you vote, you must vote Republican for those reasons because the, the Democrat platform says they are they pro-choice, it's pro-abortion, it's pro-killing, it's not pro-life. You're not welcome in the party, according to the leaders, if you are pro-life. You know, I understand the, the mantra, but when you're lied to, and, you know, and people have been lied to for generations that they, as Doug said, they care more. They do for little people. No, every place where a Democrat majority has been in power for more than 20 years, Seattle, Detroit, um, Baltimore, you name it, New York, where you have dominant control, one party control, one party Democrat control, you have devastation. You have destruction of families. You have higher crime rates. You have homelessness. You have uh, uh, an opioid crisis. Urban these are, these decay. Are, the urban, these are all things that happen under a watch. And you say, well, it's not costly. It is. These policies do that. That's why we have to change, pray, and obey, and, and vote. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at easyyoutubeads.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. Easyyoutubeads.com. No experience necessary. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. Ah, there it is, the saddest sound in radio. The fourth and final round of Doug and Marty versus the world. The world. And Marty McClendon, welcome back to the show. We appreciate you, whether you're Republican or Democrat, for praying for you. <laughs> <laughs> or independent or not at all. But well, we're encouraging people to do uh, is get engaged. Get engaged. You know what you were saying before the, the break is, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're hoping as Republicans and leaders in the Republican Party, et cetera, that people will, as Christians, 
will recognize that the Republican Party is the party that's pro-life, that's pro-traditional marriage, that mm-hmm. that's pro-righteousness. If if you you know, not to say that we're you know we've achieved some level of righteousness, but you no. look at the you look at the platform, right? You look at the yep. what we say is is important to us. You know, do we measure up at all times? Heck no, right? No, no. But we that's what we're aspiring to do. And then you look at the the platform of the Democratic Party, and they almost at the convention in 2016 did not uh, didn't want to mention God. Remember that mm-hmm. there was a mm-hmm. voice vote, and it was obvious that the the nay was louder than the yay. But they still said the the yays have it because they didn't want to completely alienate 80 percent of the country exactly by taking right. God out of the platform. Well, so. The- what they have to do is you got your Pete Buttigieg who says, well, you know, there's a lot of Bible verses that talks about life is when the breath came in. Well, yeah, that was on day one. But mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. when you read Isaiah and he says, you know, from the womb, from the matrix of your womb, my mother's, your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew your name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, sounds to me like God actually thinks there's a human being in there. It's a miracle how a mass of cells turns into a baby Exactly out of the birth canal. Yeah. And my point too earlier is we know Barna says that basically half of the Catholic church, about half of the Lutheran church, about a third of uh, evangelicals are uh, lean to the Democrat side politically. They're more about social welfare and that kind of nothing wrong with that. The the point I'm making though, is when you look at biblical values and you look right now at the choices you have and the, and, and the platforms and the stances we're taking, um, right now, when we have, you know, policies in place that doesn't allow worship, doesn't allow Bible, doesn't allow yeah, that actually pushes an anti-biblical worldview when it comes to, okay, two men, two women, uh, marriage, you know, multiple, whatever, whatever it may be, it leads to destruction. What we see is, is families that where we know that a man and woman together uh, has a much higher percentage of success for kids graduating school much less crime rate, uh, a more stable environment than it does with a single parent, no matter how great the parent is. We know from, a, from an empirical standpoint that these values matter in culture. Now, I understand reaching out, there's different ways to do it. And, and like you said before, there's this idea that we want to give from our own success. We want to give out of our own bounty. We want to be able to work together in, a, in the private sector and have the church uh, be freed up to be the church, to serve their community. You know, and you can do that when you don't put so many um, barriers on them from a governmental standpoint. Government isn't designed to meet the need of everybody. That's why they do such a bad job of it. And they do it at, at four times the cost or 10 times the cost. And, and they actually end up doing what they don't intend to do, whether good meaning or not. It's, we can never force somebody to be compassionate, but you can encourage people and show them by modeling that behavior. So, now, politics is one of those things where everybody's engaged, but not enough people that say, you know what, a biblical worldview and God's way is better. And if we bring this in here, maybe we can find a better way to get this done, but it doesn't involve a new government agency. It doesn't involve putting more burdens on people. It doesn't involve another tax, but maybe it involves freeing up a, a public-private nonprofit partnership where people are called to it and we can facilitate that with a smaller amount of money, but have greater success long-term because we're not involved in it. There, there's got to be that discussion going on. And right now there's not enough of that. And so um, we, we, at the national, the state or the local level. So these elections, 
beyond the talking points and the billboards and the commercials and the robocalls and all that stuff really comes down to um, do, do the candidates, will they stand on what they said they'll stand on? Do they represent your values? Do, will they stand firm when it comes to things that are really important, when it comes to having uh, opportunity for your kids to go to school uh, of their choice, uh, having parents have maintained their right into their kid's life, not having these home visits or having big brother um, telling you how you can raise your kids or, or comprehensive sex education from kindergarten through up where the, really they're grooming our kids for this, this sexualized world. We don't want that. And the way that changes is when we get involved and say, you know what, we understand you want to educate our kids. Let us do this at home. Uh, let it be age appropriate, maybe in high school only, and maybe it's simply an opt-in versus an opt-out. You know, and those are just ideas, and we know this, but it comes when we are greater together than we are apart. Uh, that's how we don't. That's how we win. That's how we prevail. That's how we uh, leave a better place, a better. Um, state and nation for our kids and grandkids to come. Okay. Just have one question. Yes. How do you really feel? Just yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the thing that is, you know, I want to kind of back up because yeah. I, I, obviously I just completely am in lockstep with step with you here and, you know, just feeling, you know, like you're really hitting some really good things here. And that the, the thing that's being reveal, and I, I want to say this because this is kind of where you started with, was where people felt that the Democrats were that more touchy-feely, you know, cared about the poor and all this kind of stuff. They were that party, but but no more. See, the hypocrisy is being revealed. You know, Nancy mm -hmm. Pelosi doesn't want a wall, and yet she lives behind walls in, in San Francisco, mm -hmm. right? That, the, you know, it's so, so evil, all the stuff bad stuff that's been going on and you have the governor of of uh virginia showing you know in blackface right mm -hmm. uh, the prime minister of canada blackface they're these people and then they just get away with it you know you have this you know so people are starting to say hey you know one of the sololinsky um things uh that he the points that he did and so these you know they love the sololinsky rules for radicals right rules for radicals, you yeah. hold you hold your opponent to their more their stated morality. Mm -hmm. And so now this is happening to them, right? When they come out and say that you guys are misogynist and sexist because you didn't keep Elizabeth Warren in there. Who voted in Democratic primaries? Who are they calling that? They're calling themselves yep. that, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm just saying, brother. They're, I'm just saying they're bless their hearts, but they're, they're being, being revealed. And so in the midst of all of this, you know, we have this huge crisis where the entire country grinds to a halt Three, 30, I'm sorry, 3.8 million unemployment claims last week shattered the previous record from 1982, 657,000. Okay. So wow. that's not even close. Right. Mm. And what are they doing? They give thirty-five million to the Kennedy Center. Oh, that'll help. That'll help the country. Oh, they give three hundred fifty million dollars to illegal immigration, Ill illegal people that are in the country illegally. Oh, that'll help the coronavirus, right? You know, so people are going no, no, and the Republicans are having to do it because they're in control. This is why we have to take the House back. This is why right. Gabbard needs to get elected, right? And other right. Republicans right. because this it's got to stop. 
because we actually are compassionate. We actually yes. do want the country to get back together. And, you know, we want to help. We, I want to help the undocumented people get back home. I want to help them get back to their families and get back to their nations mm-hmm. and build their nations. And I want to help their nations to do good and, and do well. But our strategic industries, I want them to come home. I'm mm-hmm. America first. If we can't, it, just like when we have, you, you fly an airplane, right? And they tell you, when that mask thing comes down, put it on yourself first. Put yep. it on yourself first and then help your kids. Because if you pass out, you're all going to die. Exactly right. Okay? You can't help somebody else unless you help yourself first. Yep. And a strong yep. America is good for the world. It's yep. good for the world, man. Yep. And, and it is not wrong to, to have a strong defense, a strong economy. It puts us in position to protect the innocent, the weak. It helps us uh, in a position to give and not be hurtful. The idea here is that we have a history of a nation being charitable and giving to every nation in the world. What this current president is doing we, is we saying, conquered. let's make it more fair. Mar- let's Marty, make it more con- fair. We conquered the whole world in yeah. World War II. We con- and guess what? We did. We gave it back. Mm-hmm. We didn't keep it. Yeah. We <laughs> rebuilt Germany. We rebuilt time. Japan. We That's rebuilt the first time it ever happened in history. Mm-hmm. Any time in history. You know, we, we, had, we had the ability to take the Soviet Union out in 1945. We had the bomb. They didn't. We didn't do it. Yeah. You know, we, get, we cut them some slack. And uh, we paid the price. <laughs> but, it, well, it is it is that that important. And 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 for those people, like I was talking earlier, like even Mark Melosha, right, who's now FBIW, former Democrat senator, became a Republican senator. You know, the issue of life right now is 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 not going away until we deal with it as a nation. And so I, I am encouraged that we're seeing a movement in that direction. Our our the next generation murder of the from politically from what. It's being exposed for what it is. Bottom line is the scripture says that the devil will come in and skies as, as an angel of light, right? Oftentimes things sound good. It's choice. It's choice. It's, it's, it's this. No, no. It's murder. It's a baby. Bible I, says. I the Bible says. fruit. Right? So we need to pray. And all of us are listening. What you, what, whatever you agree or not, the idea is pray for this nation. Pray for those in leadership. Is there for, there for a reason. Pray for the righteous to be raised up and run and support them, but also pray. Pray that the hearts of uh, people across this nation would change towards the the innocent and babies, that this not only would be overturned, but we look back on this as a dark part of this nation, and we would never go there again, where we would cherish all people, especially though, our, the unborn and our youth, you know? And so, our elderly, right? We yeah, don't, and our we elderly. Don't like from, from conception to natural death, we don't like yep. suicide. We don't, you know, we value all life. We are pro-life. We value the dolphins. We value the seals. We value, yes. we don't want any animals to go extinct. We don't want humans to go extinct. We value life. We are the yep. party of life. We're the party where you can come and have a life, get a life. And they glorify poverty. They try to make poverty. Oh, anybody that has money, they're a greedy, you know, so-and-so. You know, maybe they're just a generous so-and-so. Maybe they're just having a good life. Maybe you know, my daughter called me up and she's all worried because she's been off work, you know, and all this. Right. Said, Dad, I've never, I've never been in this position where I couldn't just go get what I wanted. She said, I, I was out of makeup. I couldn't get any. I wanted to get toilet paper. There wasn't any. She's like, I, she says, I haven't realized how good we've had it. Right. What, what can I do? I said, honey, pray this prayer with me. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me. Jesus, Amen. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, we've had it easy. And now we're yeah. finding ourselves having to be dependent on God. 
having to do that. And I agree with you. Let's pray. Let's read our Bible. We have downtime, yeah. people. God has given us a Sabbath. He's taking his tithe. He's taking his tithe from people that didn't want to give it. He's taking it from them. He's getting his Sabbath rests, just like he, when Israel went into captivity for 70 years because they didn't have their Sabbath, the land Sabbaths they're supposed to have. He's getting his Sabbath rests out of America for all of our football and our basketball and everything else. So he's in this. The devil meant it for evil. God's using it for good. Let's not waste Amen. this trial. Let's let's do something good with it and, uh, and get stirred up and hear from God. And I got an idea. Let's obey him. Let's obey him. Let's pray. <laughs> Romans 8.28, working all things for our good and his glory. We love him, called according to his purpose. So. Can you believe the show's almost over? Yeah. We barely have time to even tell people who we are. Well, let's try it. I'm Doug Bassler. And I'm Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty versus Marvel. We'll see you next Saturday. Bye-bye. Bye.